2 Kings chapter 2. Once you're there, give me an amen. Anyone else? We're good? 2 Kings chapter 2. Today's message, it's, it's titled Pollution. I know it's so creative, right? <laughs> pollution. You'd be like, man, why would you share such a word like pollution on such a season like Christmas? And um, I think once the message is, is, is going to be shared and, and broken down, you're going to see why um, God put this in my heart. He spoke it to me first so I could speak it to you guys. Um, and as I talk about pollution, I want to give you guys some, some examples. I'm, I'm not going to turn to 2 Kings yet. I just want you to be there. I was able to go to Brazil, and um, I'm going to ask them. They're going to put some pictures up as, as, as I kind of, there you go. No, there you go. If you want, just turn off the stage lights real quick just for, for a second. Just, uh, can you guys see that good? That's good. I'm sorry about the picture. I sent it from my phone, so they're not so clear. But at least you guys get the point there. Um, I went to Brazil in 2009, and, and I wanted to share these pictures because I was doing the message, and I was done with the message. I said, you know what? I remember when I went to Brazil, I had these pictures, and this would perfectly illustrate what I'm about to preach to the church. In 2009, I went to Brazil, and we spent some time in the Amazon. We lived on a boat for a little while, for about a week. We didn't really live on it. We stayed on a boat. It felt like we were living on it. It was bad. Third day, I cracked and cried. <laughs> I looked at my pastor, and I said... I can't take this no more, and I'm, I'm almost about to scream. You mind, you mind you, we're all like this in a bowl. We're sleeping on those hammocks, and we're brushing our teeth with bottled water. We're spinning it outside of the bowl. We're nasty and smelly and sticky and bit by mosquitoes. And he looks at me in the corner of the bowl while I'm talking to him, trying to be very pastoral about the situation as we're leading a group of missionaries. And I'm about to cry and scream, and he looks at me, and he says, Whatever you do, do not break now. Don't break now, and I took a deep breath. I said, okay, let's keep going. And it was hard. But this picture, it's my buddy there in the back. But if you look at that little, <clears throat> that's a uh, little house in the back. That's an outhouse. That, what that is, it's a bathroom. The people from just this town that we were at, that was their restroom. Um, right there, we're visiting a church that was built on stilts. And you see that plank we're walking on, it's a, a plank maybe... Uh, if you look at it, maybe a foot and a half, so you have to be very careful you don't fall over. And as you're walking down that plank, you walk to the outhouse, and it's just a, a piece of plywood, and it's a hole, and that's where you sit, and that's where you do your necessities. Um, now, there's no, I, I remember going to the restroom there. Don't worry about it. I, I just I did the easy part, and when I, I said, this is weird. It's a, it's a you know where to sit, and um, this is nasty, and there was no flushing system so if you look at the water there, it's very dark, very muddy. And I found out that the, that water from the Amazon is their flushing system. High tide, it picks up all the, all the dung, okay, human dung. And low tide, it washes it all right back into the Amazon River, and it goes down the Amazon River. And that's how the people poop and pee there. And they poop and pee in the water of the Amazon. Let's go to the next picture. If you could look at that's a great picture of an Amazon and how they built their stuff and um, that's low tide right now. Normally, the Amazon water goes all the way up to the land and even up to the houses because even those houses are built elevated from the ground. 
So that right when you walked out of those doors, you would walk right on water. Everything there in the Amazon is done on canoes. Everyone, that's how they travel. We travel on cars. They travel in their little boats. Crazy to see a church service at night. Mothers who are still nursing are on the way to church service where they can't even see their hand. Hand in front of them. Pitch black outside. And they're driving. They're driving. They're rowing to church with a baby that's just nursing. And I just looked at that and I said, man, if it just rains in Miami, Mothers from my church don't even show up to church. <laughs> These ladies are putting them and their children on the line, rowing to church, pitch black outside. The alligator could come and tilt that thing over, and they're just, they can't miss church, and they're rowing to church in the amphitheater. So, so amazing. It's one of those things that you have to see it. I have pictures of it, but I didn't want to bore you with all those pictures, but that's the Amazon. Look how dirty that water looks, right? It doesn't look like your nice, um, um, clean water when you go on your cruises. Go to the next one, and you can see right through the ground. Uh, yeah, that's me. Sorry, I'm without a shirt there, but it's okay. We're not that kind of church. It's okay. We get through that. But watch this. That's the Amazon. The reason why I put that picture is not to show off the body that I do not have, but it's to show you something very special. I'm looking at that water, and there's a reason why I'm looking at that water. This is about, I forgot what day number this was, but it was day number, and this is what I call it, day number that I'm tired of being dirty. And um, the only way that you could take a shower in this Amazon is if you dump yourself in this Amazon water. But all I could think of was when I'm going to keep names away, just in case you know any other one. One of my buddies was in the boat. He did necessities number two. And I remember hanging on the boat, and I saw something float. And I said, hey, I saw part of you float on the water right now, and it's literally floating on the side of the boat. Are you guys with me? So when I'm about to take a shower, guess what I'm thinking about? I don't want to jump in no one's poop right now, and that's the only water that I have to bathe in. And that's what the people in the Amazon bathe in. They bathe in this nasty water where everyone from all these surrounding villages poop in and pee in and, yeah, probably do everything else in. And I'm looking at like, should I do this? So we started talking about it, and me and a couple of other guys said, we might as well make this fun if we're going to take a bath, right? So this is what we did next one. We jumped up from the top of the boat. And we just made it a fun contest. Let's jump off the roof. And hopefully there's not any gators that are going to eat us up or crocs. And we jumped. And there we are bathing with soap. We jump into the water. We come back out. And we put our soap on. This is hilarious. Watch this. Because then after we clean ourselves, we jump back into the water and we get dirty again. It's so funny. Here's the soap. It smells good. There's the water. It smells bad. So when you smell good, you dump yourself in. You come out you smell bad again. Excellent. Good job. And I want to stop here for a second. This is one of the pastors there that kind of just hung out with us for about a week. And um, what we started to do is we started to go from house to house in this village. And we got to see how they live, uh, the conditions that they live in. Pretty severe. This picture is very special. The majority, uh, very minute, I think the percentage is like point something. It's not even 1% or anything like that. It's like point something in the Amazon, in Brazil. Uh, everyone that lives there, that water is all they have to live on. But what happens is the water that they have to live on is actually the water that is killing them and, letting them, and causing them to die at an early age. Because the water is polluted. The water is nasty. The water is actually filled with germs and worms and all these other things, parasites and all this nasty stuff. The pastor is holding a cup on his left hand. You're right. It's muddy, right? Well, that's the water that they drink from every single day there, the people that live in the Amazon. I'm not doing a little promotional 
speech about, hey, sign up for our missions trip. or sign. I'm just letting you see what's really out there. That's what's happening right now. So they drink from that cup. It's nasty. You could see how all the dirt and all the nasty stuff has fallen to the bottom of it. And that's what they drink. They go out there and they drink it. They go out there and they bathe. They go out there, and I never, I'll never forget this. One woman took her son out, and she's bathing him in this nasty water. And that's what they drink. That's what they bathe in. Now, in the left or on his right-hand side, his right, your left, um, at that time, there was a ministry that was, um, and we were helping them out, build up these, um, these water um, filters. And we would put up these filters, and that's what would come out. You would put the dirty water in. It would filter all the dirty stuff out, and then what would come out was it's in his right hand, clean water. Man, do we wish that everyone had those filters in their home. They're very expensive, and so not everyone has them. But the majority of the people drink from that middle cup, that muddy, nasty cup. And because of this, we saw some nasty things. And, and even, I think when it's adults and it's old people, it still tugs at your heart. But even when it's children, it tugs at your heart even more. I'm going to show you the next picture. This is me ministering to a kid um, that has a lot of issues there in that region. Uh, a kid who drinks, bathes, and does everything in that water. That's waters is part, that water is part of his life. And I'm giving him medicine. I'm trying to calm him down. I'm doing some sort of treatment to him. I don't know much of treatment, but this is stuff that we were kind of trained on right before we went on. And, and this is what I was doing and trying to calm him down. That medicine is kind of like a little uh, soother just to calm him down because when I tell you he was crying, it looked like his eyes were going to pop out of his socket of how much he was crying. Um, it was, his dad had to hold him because of his kicking and his crying it was so intense. And I'll show you why on the next picture. This is what he was filled with. Um, I know there's only a few of them there, but imagine those things right there. They're all over his body, his neck, his face, his arms, everywhere. And those are called, that's called scapes. Those are worms inside your skin. And this is from drinking and bathing and doing everything in bad water, polluted, nasty water. And this kid was born into that, and that's what he drinks out of to survive, which is actually killing him. And what I was doing is I was trying to pop those things, take those things out, put medication, but then it would leave an open sore, which is not good for the Amazon because most likely for a lot of these people, those open sores are going to cause an infection because they don't know how to properly continue to fix it or apply medical attention to it. That's real. That's polluted. Do I have any more? That's the last one. All right. I wanted to share you that. You can put the lights on now and stuff. I wanted to, to share that with you because of today's message. It's titled Pollution. And water is so important. Water is very important. How many of you like, like, I come over here, I get a little thirsty, and this is what I do. I, I get some water. People all over the world are dying just to do what I just did right there. It's crazy how much we have and we don't even notice. Water is so important to stay alive. Um, think about what water does. It helps crops grow, people, causes people to live. It keeps places clean, trees alive. And in result, we, we, in return, we get oxygen from. And we could go down the list of all the things that water does. Water, I, I was looking up online, and, and I want to quickly do this because this is not a class about water and the environment. But watch this. Water is major importance to all living things, okay? In some organisms, up to 90% of their body comes from water. The weight comes from water. Up to 60% of the human adult body is made up of water. 60%. That's a lot. It's very important, water in our lives. We're, uh, we're filled with water. If you look at earth, if you look at earth, does anyone know how much earth is filled with water? What's the percentage? Yeah, 70 plus, meaning there's really not that much land. There needed to be a lot of water. Water was important when God made earth. Okay, you guys seen that? Water is so important. There, there was a study, there was a study that, that, that looked up water. And it's like the brain, the heart, 
It's consumed with 73% of water. The lungs, about 83% of water. Um, the skin contains up to 64% of water. Did you know that? Your skin contains up to 64% of water. Kidneys, 79%. Your bones, your bones are even water, up to 31%. And we must consume, it says here, daily a certain amount of water to survive. It says here uh, about uh, 3 liters per day. And an adult female needs about 2.2 liters per day. Thank God that's foods that we eat contain water. But if not, we would be in a lot of trouble. Water is so important for your health. Water is so important for your life. Water is so important to this world. That's why a lot of these celebrities and Christian organizations, the first thing that they do is they go and what? They go and drill and make wells so that people in Africa and all over the world could have water because water is a necessity. Do you understand me? Water is so important. I, I started to look at what it does um, to keep us going. And, and it talks about it's a vital nutrient to the life of every cell. It builds material. It regulates our eternal body temperatures. And it, water helps us to sweat and cause respiration. The carbohydrates, it says here, and proteins that our bodies use for food are, are transported by water in the bloodstream. It says it assists in flushing waste through urination, obviously. Water in our bodies acts as a shock absorber for the brain, spinal cord, fetus. That's why when women get pregnant, the doctors tell them, drink a lot of water. It forms saliva. It lubricates the joints. Water is so important, okay? Water. So why, why are you talking so much about water? Because 2 Kings chapter 2, where I asked you to turn, there's an issue with water. There's a big issue with water. And now that you know how important water is, you understand why this miracle is so important. Now you get why this is happening, why this is in Scripture. In 2 Peter, 2 Kings chapter 2, Peter, that was another message. But 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 19, the people in this region, their water is polluted. Their water is nasty. Their water is barren and it's unproductive. Nothing good is coming out of that water. So guess who they go to? They go to the Old Testament prophet by the name of Elisha. How many of you have heard of Elisha before, okay? Watch what he does. You're going to like him after today. Cool story. In verse 19, it says this. It says, then some of the men of the city, some of the men of the city said to Elisha, okay, he said, please notice that the situation of this city, it's pleasant. Where we're at is okay. It's good. As the Lord sees it. But look what he says next. He says, but the water is what? What does he say? What do they say? The water is bad. The water is bad. What good is it to have a great city, but there's no good water within that great city? It makes the great city actually a very bad city, right? Or wrong. And he goes on. He says this in verse 20. Oh, no. I'm still in 19. He says, and the ground is barren because there's no water. Verse 20, and he said, this is Elisha, the prophet. He says, bring me a new bowl and put some salt in it. So they brought it to him. And in verse 21, it says, so he went out to the source of the water. He cast the salt in there. And then he said, thus says the Lord. This is what the Lord says. He says, I have healed the water. I've healed the water from it shall be no more death and no more what? No more barrenness. No more death and no more barrenness. As we read this story, the story there's a problem. The land is barren. The land is unproductive. The water is polluted. And because the water is polluted, what do we see in 2 Kings? Nothing grows because of that problem. Nothing is growing. I started to read this passage and to stop and to think while I was preparing 
And I said, man, Brazil. I remember seeing this in Brazil. This makes perfect sense. I, I could relate to 2 Kings. Brazil, I, I remember seeing it in Haiti. I could relate to this. I saw this in Haiti. There's a lack. And because there's a lack, the water, it even becomes polluted. And, and there isn't clean water. So everywhere around that region is desert looking. It's dirty looking. It's, it's, it's barren. It's unproductive. Nothing good is coming out of there. There's no crops. There's no animals that are living off that water. The places are dirty. And I started to think, I said, man... What clean water can do to save people and to save a nation, to save a town, if they just had some water. And the truth is, as you read this story and you see some of those pictures, it's one of the saddest things to see with your own eyes is to see people lack water and to know how much water you have back at home. It's one of the saddest things to see. Saddest thing. Because I've gotten up at 3 in the morning. Because I woke up to go to the restroom and my mouth is very dry. And I go downstairs and I put the cup under the fridge and I get free filtered water and I stick it in my mouth. And I go right back to bed with not a worry. And I've noticed that the majority of the world, a very minute group can only do that, but the majority can't do what I just did at 3 in the morning. Do you understand that? And it's one of the, it's one of the saddest things to see before your eyes. And I've seen it. I've seen it in third world countries. I've seen it all around and one of the places where I've seen something kind of like this is here even in our own states. And you might ask, Pastor Rigo, how in the world did you see this in the United States? There is no way. But I've seen it even here in Miami, in our church, and even in our own states. A, a, a land in which is so rich, a country that is so blessed, that has so much roads that are smooth. If you've ever been to one of these countries, you know why I mentioned roads that are smooth. You vomit because you get sick in the car from traveling on the roads of these countries. We have cars that have air-conditioned closets that are full of clothes. I could go down the list of everything that we have. But I've recognized that though we have all these things, this nation, even the people, even the people that, that go to church that call themselves Christians, we see that they're still barren, they're still unproductive, they're still polluted, right? Don't we see that even in our own nation? Still, there, there's life missing. And you say, well, I don't get it. What are you relating the water to? Well, I'm relating the water to the marriages in, in America and the marriages within this very own church, the marriages all around Miami, the marriages in our city. I've seen marriages which are polluted and barren and unproductive because it's been filth. It's polluted over the years of adding and putting and, and, and mixing things in there that should have never been put in, that should have never been in there. And now the marriage is nasty and you can't even drink from that marriage and from that fountain of that marriage because of the disgust that's in that water of marriage, right? You guys see what I'm saying? I've seen it in the marriages. I've seen it in families. I've seen families divided, families who hate one another. I've seen families who one person can't see the other person because they might even kill each other. I've been there. I've stood there. I lived that. I'm telling you today, I've seen pollution in family. If I could just sit here and tell you my story, man. I've seen it. I've seen pollution. I've seen disgust. I've seen barrenness, unproductive. I've seen it in churches. The people become polluted, the people become barren, the people become unproductive. The believers themselves become this. Proverbs says this, chapter 5, verse 26. Proverbs says, like a muddied spring or a polluted fountain is a righteous man who gives way 
before the wicked. That's a good scripture, man. Let's just look at that scripture for a second. Here is the wise man writing some wise words. He says, it's like mud. It's like a spring that is filled with mud. It's like a fountain that is polluted. It's nasty. You know me a little bit. And you know one of the things that I have problems with is I'm, I'm kind of like weird with the germ stuff. So like water fountains, I'm not too good with those things. Like when, when there's a water fountain, they got to press. I'm like, oh, I'll just kind of, I'll wait till I get home. I don't, you know, because I know there's someone that puts their mouth on those things. And that just bothers me. There's got to be at least one person that's done that. <laughs> I know, I have problems, man. Pray for me. But I'll look at a water fountain. I'll be down at Thursday. I'll think twice. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not that bad. I'm kind of exaggerating a little bit. But I'm pretty bad. So, so like a muddied spring, a polluted fountain. He says, that is what a righteous man is if they give themselves away before the wicked. If you turn to wickedness, define wickedness, sin, define wickedness against God's will, define wickedness against his word. You could define your own wickedness. You could define maybe what's things in your life that has caused wickedness in your life. Well, Proverbs says this. It's like a muddied spring, like a polluted fountain. If you call yourself a righteous individual, a blood-bought, believing saint of Jesus Christ, but yet have turned to wickedness, you are polluted. You guys see that scripture? It's so. It's not me. It's the scripture saying that. And I read this, and I read 2 Kings 2, and I say, well, what causes pollution in my life? Because I want to know, I want to stop this. So I started researching, right, like literal water. And I, there were so many things, but I, I grabbed three things. You might like this. Number one, one of the things that causes pollution in water is this, sewage. Sewage and wastewater spillage. That causes water to be polluted. Oil spill in the same category causes water to be polluted. So I started to look at sewage and water spillage, wastewater and oil spill. And I said, what is that in my life? And as I started to look at that, I said, this could be sin in your life, sin in my life. Listen to what I'm about to share with you. What are things that have spilled into your life? Spilled into the water of your life. What are some things that, that have taken place that have never, were never called to be there? Maybe it's some sort of sin or sins. Maybe it's people. Right? Maybe it's people. Or we could call them influences in your life. You let them tread over you like a boat treads on water. You give, you give people your life. You do life with people. You do life with them. But then out of nowhere, life or people or sin... Uh, Just unexpectedly, there's a crack. There's an issue. Ever had an issue with someone? There's a little crack in that boat. There's a spillage in that pipeline. And there's a spill all over. The spill goes all over the place. And and I I started to look at sewage and and wastewater spillage and oil spill. And I said, those are good things. The boat that carries the oil, that's a good thing. We need oil to be moved. The pipes that carry sewage, we need that. We, We need those pipes. Those are good things. And sometimes those friends, those people, those influences, those things were meant to be a good thing. But a good thing turns out to be a bad thing and it harms everything in its path. That's dangerous. I don't know how many of you have ever been there. I have. I'm sure you have. Well, you've had good things in your life, and these good things have turned bad on you. And like, what the heck happened? This was never meant to turn out this way. And I know there's so many of you right now that could relate to this, man. Well, you want to know what my prayer is as I continue to go through this real quick? Like, it would stink that if you guys leave here and, and there's not a healing, there's not a restoration that takes place here. 
This has a lot to do with the Christmas season. You're going to see in a little bit. So number one, the sewage, the wastewater spillage, the oil spill, the good things turn out to be bad things. It harms you. And the truth is, if that oil, if that water waste spillage is not contained, if it's not dealt with, it can be dangerous. They've spilled into your life. They've affected your heart. How many of your hearts, do not raise your hand, but how many hearts are in this room right now that are just so affected? You can't even live life. You're just sick, sick in your heart. Sick. Things are still there, and you don't even notice that they're there. They're there. They, they're polluting you. They make you unproductive. They, they make you barren. Number one, sewage and wastewater, oil spill. Number two, uh, it starts talking about underground storage leakage, which you could almost tie with number one, but I'll break these down. There are many different kinds of underground storage leakages. I don't have time to share all the different kinds there are. But let me tell you what God put in my heart for these. These are the things that are hidden in us. You know what I mean? They're underground. Everyone sees you and says, wow, what a beautiful ocean you are. What a beautiful body of water. There's corals, there's reefs, there's fishes of all different colors. There's parts of you that are very ferocious like a shark. There's parts of you that you're so funny like a clownfish. Right? You're like a stingray, some of you. You sting people to that. But then there's some of you that are just, you're like, you're like this manta ray that just floats on this. You look like you're floating and flying. You're so beauty. You're so elegant. There's all these different parts of you. But then there's this underground storage area. And out of nowhere, it cracks, it breaks, it pops, it leaks. And, and these are the things that we hide deep in us. These, these are the things that people can't tell because you mask them very well. I'm rhyming very good today, but... You mask them well. You, you've learned to live on with these underground things that have been going on in you. You moved on in life. They've become part of who you are. I know some of you can relate, man. Now, when you go back and you revisit these things that are deep inside your life, deep inside your heart, when you revisit them, they bring back unwanted memories. So you just go ahead and live life ignoring them, never, never revisiting to deal with them. You just learn how to live with them, ignoring it, right? That's what these underground storage leakages are. But then they leak out into your life, and they begin to affect your heart. You're like, oh, I'm not there. Well, maybe it's, do an examination. Check your heart. Is it still there? Because if it is, it's polluting you, and it's making you unproductive. It's making you barren. It's, it's causing something inside which is disgusting. I wonder how many of you have things that are hidden inside. And you're just dying. Who can I open up to? Open up. Find someone. Let's meet. Let's talk. But open up. Some of you are ready to pop, ready to break. And you can't hide those things anymore. Come on, how many of you are hiding things deep down inside your heart and you got to give God to heal you? You got to get there already. You want to continue to live like that, bound by those things? This is like a serious, like this is a message that I preached because I care about you. Because I could have preached an, an awesome message that would have made you all smile, feel good, and walked out of here and had some Starbucks coffee right at the end. And those are good things. But God puts this in my heart, and I said, I have to make sure that they understand what's in their heart. They understand what's in their lives. We're, you are in the Christmas season. Let's deal with these things, right? And then number three, the third thing is industrial waste. You know what industrial waste is? These are like marine dumping. 
Marine dumpings as well. Let, let me explain what that is. This is just stuff that gets dumped on you. That's one of the things that I really don't like. Like, I'll be driving, someone gets a McDonald's bag they just finished eating, and I'm driving behind someone down a normal street with lights, and they just throw it out, and you see it leave their window. I'm like, how can they throw a McDonald's bag out the window? I'm sorry if any of you do that. We love you, but work on that. You got to work on those issues. Leave it in your car. Get home. Throw it away, man. But this is stuff in the ocean, the water that gets dumped in, right? Cans, plastics, beer. Cans, that beer. Coolers. And this is stuff that's in your life that gets dumped on you or maybe in you. You don't deserve it, you might feel. I don't deserve this. How many of you have ever said that? I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to be treated like this. Anyone ever feel like that? Uh, well, who do they think and who does he think and who does she think and who do, you know, and who do you think, God? We don't deserve this. Or, or maybe you're that person that says, well, why would God allow this in my life? That's, that's this kind of person. Why would God allow this to happen in my life? That's, that's the question that this kind of person asked. Why was this dumped on me? Let me give you some more examples. Why did my spouse live another life? My marriage the whole time was a lie. That's what I'm talking about, that kind of person. This is the kind of person that says, why did I lose my mom? Why did I lose my dad? Why did I lose my father? Why did I lose my brother? Why did I lose my sister, my son, my daughter? Why, why did I get laid off? I don't understand. Now, now in this season, I get laid off. Why, Lord, would you allow this to happen to me now? These are the life surprises. You know how life surprises? You've ever had a life surprise? Someone knocked at your door. Your phone rang. You got called into an office. You opened your eyes. You saw red lights. You've ever had life surprises? That's the industrial marine dumping. Life surprises that no one likes, but they come. They get dumped on you, and they affect your heart. They affect your heart. They pollute you. It's still there. It causes you to be sparing, unproductive. So what happens? What happens when pollution hits your life, guys? How many of your hearts are crushed right now? How many of your hearts are sick right now? I started to do some research. Did you guys know this? I wrote some iPad. I want to read it from the iPad. Watch this. I don't want to mess it up. Because there are some things in our lives, there are some things in our lives, when we allow them in, I need you to catch this, that it's almost impossible to get out. It forms what is called a stronghold. You ever heard of a stronghold? Let me explain to you what a stronghold is. It's called a fortified city, fortified place. In the old times, when people used to go to war, they would make a stronghold, a fortified place to fight against the enemy, a place where walls won't come crumbling down, a place where they could fight, a place where they could call this place and say, this place is secured, this place is mine, it's a grip. Well, sometimes these things in our lives could cause a stronghold. Let me explain this to you before I get deeper into the message. Some things can be harder to take out. Some things in your life could be harder to get healed from. I'm going to give you a perfect example. You know when you throw a cardboard into water, or anywhere, it takes cardboard two weeks to degrade. Only two, two weeks of cardboard. Eh, that's not a big deal. A newspaper takes six weeks. Foam takes 50 years. Okay? Styrofoam, I guess there's a difference, right? Okay? Styrofoam takes 80 years to degrade. Aluminum takes 200 years to degrade. Plastic packaging takes up to 400 years. And I love this one. And glass... It takes so long to degrade that we don't even know the exact time how long it takes. These are things that get dumped into water that water can't deal with. That's like, I just don't have the answer for. I just don't have the solution to, to deal with this glass. I just don't have this solution to deal with the styrofoam. It's going to take me years. To, and, and, 
And there's some of you in here that you're saying that about your marriage. There's just this problem in my marriage that I just can't get it fixed, man. There's just problems in my life that I feel I just can't get healed from. There's maybe this weakness in your life that you just can't move from. There's this sin in my life. There's this, this thing that I've, I've looked at it and it's become truth to my life. And it's not a truth. You've just made it a truth in your life. And I don't know how to degrade this. I don't know how to get past this. I don't know how to get freed from this. I don't know how to get healed from this. Kind of like that glass. Kind of like that plastic packaging. Kind of like that styrofoam. Kind of like that, Pastor Ego. I just don't know how to deal with these things. Second Kings, these guys come up to Elisha and says, there's a big issue here. There's a problem and you need to see this. And he's like, what's the problem? And he says, the problem is our water, our source of living is polluted. And because it's polluted... It's affecting everything in its path. There's no life. Everything's unproductive. Everything's sick. I need you to see this. If there's pollution in your heart, I want you to see this. Number one, you're affecting yourself. You're destroying yourself. And you have no idea, number two, you're destroying so many other people around you that need to drink from your water. But instead of giving them something nutritious, nutrients, you're causing them to drink polluted, nasty waters. And just like you're dying, you don't even notice. Look around. The people around you are dying also because of the water that you offer them, which is called your life. This has everything to do with the Christmas season. I promise you it does. You'll see. Has everything to do with it. Greg Rochelle, I love him, great leader in our world today. He says this quote. He talks about bitterness, right? But you could substitute bitterness with whatever you want. He says the problem is that many bitter people don't know they're bitter. They're so convinced that they're right that they can't see their own wrong in the mirror. And the longer the root of bitterness grows, look what he says next, the more difficult it is to remove. And I think that's what's happened to a lot of us. That's what's happened to our relationships. That's what's happened to our families. That's what's happened to our souls with God. There's so much junk. There's so much filth that we can't even see clear. We don't even know that we're wrong. And we're living this life of a lie. We don't even know how to remove this. It's difficult for us. I wonder how many of you are there right now in life. You know what God told Adam and Eve? Or you know what he told Adam in the garden? He says this in chapter 215. He says, then the Lord God took the man and he put him in the garden of Eden. Look what he says. And he says, tend it and keep it. You know what one translation says? He says, you tend it and you watch over it. And you want to know what another translation says? You work the ground and you keep it in order. I think this verse has a whole lot more to do with Eden. 
I think it has way much more to do with Eden. I think Eden was just the beginning. You, know what, you want to know what I think that verse really meant? I think God was talking to the heart of Adam. Because God saw in the future, my gosh, there's going to be a tree, there's going to be the serpent, and you're going to have this wife. And you're going to start doing things wrong with your wife. And because of that, watch this, because you're doing so much wrong and you're going to allow pollution in your heart, she's going to eventually get polluted. And because of your pollution, she's going to get polluted. And her pollution, she's going to run to a tree, she's going to take what she should have never taken, all because what started off in your heart's pollution, it transferred to her heart's pollution. And then together, all of you will be polluted and all of earth will become polluted. So because I see that coming, look what God tells him. He says, tend, watch over, work this out, and keep what's going on in your heart in order. Deal with these things. You could almost hear God saying that to us, right? New life, deal with these things, work on these things. Man, put these things in order. Watch over your heart. Make sure that what was meant to be godly remains godly. And then we go to 2 Kings and... There was this water that was meant to be pure. There was this water that was to cause people to live and to live in abundance and freely and drink, but it became polluted. And Matthew Henry says it this way because here is Elisha. He says, go grab me some salt. And he casts the salt, Matthew Henry says, into the spring of waters. And it says here, it heals the streams and it heals the grounds that the streams water. So the way to reform men's life is to renew their hearts and let those be seasoned with the salt of grace. So I read that what Matthew Henry says, and I read 2 Kings, and I read everything about water that I just shared to you, and I've had my experiences in Haiti and in Brazil, and I'm studying this, and I'm studying my life, and I'm studying the church that I pastor, and the only answer that I could give is, is right here, right here, right now. It's that the only way to find the solution, the only way to reach, to heal those waters, to polluted waters, those sick, nasty, infested waters, it is that if your heart is renewed in Jesus Christ, your Lord. If your heart is not renewed, the water, the life of your being stays polluted. And I see that and I say, Lord, I want to be renewed. I want my water to be clean. Proverbs 4.23 says this, keep your heart with diligence for out of it springs the what? Yeah. How many of you have issues? I do. I'm sure most of you do. But look what Proverbs says. Your issues, they flow from your heart. And because your issues flow from your heart. Up here. Because your issues flow from your heart. That's why you got to keep your heart pure. Another scripture is in Matthew 12, 33. He says this. Jesus, his very own words. He says, make the tree good. And guess what he says next? And the fruit will be good. Deal with these things. Make it good and the fruit's going to be good. Make your heart good and the issues of life are going to be good. So the cure, the cure right here in Elisha's time was none other than, well, let's get some salt. And let's pour some salt in the water. Well, you and I know very well that if we go to the waters of Brazil, the ones that I showed you in the Amazon, and I grab a container of salt, I could grab a whole jug of salt. And I start pouring that all over the Amazon water. Oh, and sing praises to my king. You and I know very well that that water is going to still stay nasty. There's nothing in our salt, though salt is good, I love salt. There's nothing in our salt that is going to heal that water. But there's a reason why Elisha uses salt because I think God, because he's a sovereign God, he had this whole Bible ready up in his mind that he was going to go ahead and put to place. 
And he recognized that if I put a story about waters being polluted and I show how Elisha goes ahead and heals those waters with salt, I'm going to allow the church to recognize what Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 says. Huh? Can I read it to you? I'll read it from a very easy translation so you can understand it. This is what the Lord says. He says, let me tell you why you are here. Everyone say, tell me. <laughs> Here's the Lord. He says, I'm not going to not tell you. Watch this. He says, you are here to be salt. Huh? You are here to be salt. You are here to be seasoned. Seasoned so that God brings out of you the God flavors of this earth. Because if you lose your saltiness in your life, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and it will end up in the garbage. It's an awesome scripture. So here's the story of Elisha. Why would Elisha throw salt in a water which is polluted, which is killing everything in its path? Because Jesus is going to come and fulfill that salt. And then when we look at a manger and we look at a stable, and here was this dark, perverse, corrupted, polluted world, and the salt named Jesus entered the world into this little child in a manger, in a stable, in a manger. They lay him there, and kings come, and princes come, and they throw myrrh and frankincense and, and all this stuff, and shepherds come to worship him, and cows are mooing, and pigs are oinking, and birds are chirping, and everyone is giving glory to this newborn king. And I'm telling you that the answer, the reason why Christ came to earth was to grab the polluted waters, to put salt in them and to purify them, preserve them, and make them holy once again. The reason of Christmas is, is because there was this water that was meant to be pure, that was meant to be clean, so that everyone can drink from and enjoy it. It was made polluted because of sin, and because of sin, everything in its path was destroyed. So God said, what do I do? And Jesus, being at the right hand of the Father, says, Daddy, send me. And he comes down to a polluted world to heal it of its sin. That's Christmas. Merry Christmas. That's Christmas. Christmas has everything to do with the scapist child. Christmas has everything to do with those polluted waters. Christmas has everything to do with that hurt in your heart. Christmas has everything to do with that pain in your marriage. Christmas has everything to do with that pain of a boss that you serve. Christmas has everything to do with that laid-off position that you just got laid off from. Christmas has everything to do with that, and it's Jesus standing before you say, you want to know why? Because I'm the answer. I'm the reason. I'm the healer. I'm your Savior. It's Jesus Christ, your Lord, incarnate before your eyes. Jesus loves you and wants to save you and heal you. That's Christmas. That's what Christmas is all about. Santa Claus is cute. The trees are cute. The lights are cute. But Jesus is amazing. He's awesome. He's God. He reigns. You got to get this stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. When I post a picture on Instagram and I put baby Jackson on top of Santa's lap, I better not get one negative comment up. I can't believe Pastor Rigo let Santa and, and Jackson take a picture. You listen to me. My son is going to sit on Santa's lap for a Christmas picture, but don't get it ever wrong. In my household, Jesus Christ is king. You got to understand that. Go take a picture with Santa. Go do backflips with Santa. Go swim in a pool with Santa. Do whatever you need to do with your family with Santa. But don't ever forget the reason for every season. And his name is Jesus Christ. He came to heal the water. You got to understand that. We got to get that. I mean, people fight for the stupidest things. How can you have a tree in church? How can you not have God in your heart? Think about these things. You need to understand these things. Get away from the stupidity of life and get to the real problem. The real reason is that this world needs Jesus. It needs Jesus. 
And here we find the problem. The water's polluted. And here we found the New Testament, the same problem. The world is polluted. And Jesus says, duh. That's why I came on Christmas. But watch the answer now. Elisha used salt in the Old Testament to purify what was unclean. Jesus says, I use salt in the New Testament to do the same thing, to purify what's unclean. Elisha used physical salt to heal physical things. I use you, spiritual salt, to heal spiritual things. Man. There's no difference. There was no difference. So, so things are struggling. Things are wrong in your life. Things hurt. Things ache. Things spill. Things crack. Things burst. But does the Bible not say that Jesus Christ, our Lord, our God, is the same yesterday, today, and forever? Let things crack. Let things pop. Let things leak. Let things break. Because Jesus never cracks. Jesus never leaks. Jesus never breaks. He remains faithful. I need you to see that. I need you to see that. I want to end, but... I'm going to share two more scriptures. So Jesus is, um, Jesus is in town, right? Christmas. And as Jesus is in town in Christmas, he's in the temple, and he has some things that he wants to share, right? God just put a verse in my heart. I'm going to share it before I close. And as um, they want to know who he is, he, he quotes the Old Testament. Remember the salt? Elisha's salt? Remember the salt? Jesus' salt? Two different salts for the same purpose. Remember Isaiah's words, chapter 61? And here's Jesus' words, Luke 4. Same words, two different purposes. It's amazing. And Jesus repeats Isaiah's same words. And he says this in chapter 4, verse 18. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Ain't that funny? You are the Lord. I know. So for that reason, the spirit of the Lord is in me. Jesus has a way of saying things, man. And then he says this, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. That's Christmas, man. My wife told me the other day, I was talking to a church member, a woman, talking about issues. And I kept saying, man, amen, man, man. And she's, when I hung up the phone, she rebuked me. She says, you need to stop saying man, especially when you talk to the women of the church. I'm like, I'm so sorry, man. And she's like, there you go. Man. And then man, God, man. I have to work on man. But he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to bring good news to the poor. Oh, man, thank you. He has sent me to proclaim that the captives will be released, that the blind will see, and that the oppressed will be set free. I read that and I say, that waters which have been polluted will be made clean again. That's what I read. And then I read Psalm 47, 3, Old Testament scripture. And the psalmist says this. He says, he heals the brokenhearted, huh? And he binds up their wounds. And then the verse that God put in my heart right now, he reminded me of. 2 Chronicles 7, 14. If my people who are called by my name, if they just humble themselves 
And if they just pray and seek my face and they turn from their wicked ways, I will hear them from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Second Chronicles. I really don't know what else to tell you. I can't say anything else really. But that Jesus is the answer to your nasty, my nasty, our nasty, polluted waters. Jesus is it. I'm going to ask you to stand with me. We sang a song today. I'm going to ask the worship team real quick, just gently, reverently. And I just, I don't want to sing the whole melody. I don't want to sing anything else but that one part. Jesus Christ, you are my one desire. Lord, hear my only cry. All my heart is yours. I just want to sing that. If you got to sing it a hundred times, we'll sing it a hundred times till you get it. I don't want to go anywhere else in that song. I just want to stay right there. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. My one desire today is Jesus. Hear my only cry, Jesus. It's all yours. This polluted water, it's all yours. I'm going to do an altar call today. I want to pray with you today. Who needs prayer? What marriages? What issues? What things in your life? You're done with being polluted. How many of you say, I was me, Pastor Rico, what you just preached was me to the T, man. 